drink beer, think beer. You're listening to Bloods. There's nothing in the world like the first taste of beer. That from Grapes of Wrath writer John Steinbeck. Did they even have beer back then? I guess they did. Yeah, of course. Beer. So, yeah, beer's ancient, isn't do you, it? Do you not listen to the history on the show? The history segments. There's. Uh, I tend to skip that. Beer's segment. been around for thousands, if not millions, of years. I tend to skip that break. I'm, I'm sorry. Pretty sure the dinosaurs had beer back in the day. They probably did. They had some, you know. I mean, we know that uh, Fred Flintstone he enjoyed a nice uh, tossing back a nice rock pint once in a while. Don't you think the dinosaurs probably crushed a whole lot of fruits back then? I'm pretty sure Fred Flintstone's favorite beer was Rolling Rock. I bet there were the. Oh, that's good. That is good. <laughs> God, that's next jokes. level stuff. Jokes. Jokes. Welcome to episode 69 <laughs> of Brew Bloods. You know dinosaurs just crushed the hell out of out of oh, all yeah. kinds of fruits. Yeah, fruits they, had no chance. They had their own vats. I'm sure they set them up in uh, tar pits or something like that. They had little dinosaur uh, pools. They would just toss in fermented or uh, rotten oh. fruits. Oh, God. Everything was rotten, too. Everything was rotten. There was no refrigeration there or anything was, back then. Everything was rotten. Uh, yeah, it was just basically a rotting just pile of rottenness everywhere. Can you imagine the yacht smell on a dinosaur? Like, oh. Especially being here in Texas. I mean, we know as tiny humans living in the state of Texas, I realize that they didn't have quite the global warming back then that we have now, but I can't. I can never imagine a state other oh. than the ice age. Well, right where, before the meteor, then it was well, pretty, sure, it was pretty sure. warm then. But I'm saying before the ice age, yeah, Texas was still hot. And what is now in, in Pangaea, Texas? Sure. Uh, back in the day, Texas was still tropical, not tropical, just bone dry. Sure. I mean, can you imagine the onion crotch on a dinosaur? I was going to say there's so the, the crotches so are so much. huge. Yeah. So they're so oniony. So oniony. I mean, just the just the. To quote a rapper, the sweat dripping down my balls. Oh, yeah. It's dripping down those triceratop balls. The the funk coming off a dinosaur and dripping into the beer that they used to drink. You know, they never draw dinosaur balls on dinosaurs. That's a good point. I've never seen a dinosaur nut. That's a good point. I wonder... I'm assuming they had to have them because they reproduced, but yeah. I've just never seen them. I mean, you never see the feathers on... Or rarely... Uh, you never see the feathers on a dinosaur because they're true. You know, they they are slowly discovering that dinosaurs probably had feathers, but even in the modern Jurassic world, we didn't even show feathers. Right, exactly. And then you're right; we never see balls on a dinosaur. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I did. Did dinosaurs have descended testicles? I, yeah, I don't know. They might have been up in them. I don't know. I don't know. Did yeah? Maybe they shoved them up in them. Maybe they had a kangaroo pocket for their own little dinosaur balls. They had to at least be erect sometimes. I would so think be like a dinosaur wiener somewhere. <laughs> Although they were lizards, so maybe they didn't have balls and they just spermed all over eggs. That's true. Good point. Yeah, like kind of, kind of like fish do to to like the the lady egg or the lady egg. The lady fish will lay some eggs, and the the male fish will come and spray all over them. Yeah, that's true. Garden hose. Yeah, I don't know if dinosaurs actually did it or if they just know. laid eggs and then spermed. Well, on I'm them. assuming lizards. Yeah, they just yeah. kind of. Is that well, what lizards do? I don't even. know. I don't know. They just kind of super soak it all over the eggs. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. That's really only a question for a. Somebody like Jeff Goldblum, that sounds a dinosaur like, expert. That Chaos sounds like dude. a shorty. Did dinosaurs super soak eggs with their <laughs> semen? That'll be a shorty later. That is a shorty. Yes. Uh, episode 69 of the Brew Bloods. We are back. We are drinking beer and we're thinking beer. And we're also drinking, thinking about and drinking about <laughs> dinosaur testicles. Yes. Uh, we should, As you do. We should. Uh, while we're just pondering certain subjects, we, we should talk about marijuana. Because why not? Sure, why not? Marijuana and beer often go hand in hand. I mean, there's... Legends have been told about parties about uh, not only drinking 40s, but having blunts in 40s. So, and you know, that's what old guys talk about when they tell old legends. Yeah. It's legends about 40s and weed. Yes, legends. Uh, legends have been told. <laughs> many legends. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like uh, gosh, I can't think of the guy's name. The the old guy in Big Lebowski. Uh, Abe Lincoln. That's uh, actually telling the whole story and narrating. Oh, uh, the one your wife has a thing Sam for. Sam Elliott. Yes, Sam Elliott. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. like Sam, you know, Sam Elliott sits around talking about forties and weed and that kind of. It's that that guy that you find at the bowling alley. Yes, exactly. He'll the, tell you about that. Sam Elliott's definitely the guy you want narrating your story about beer and weed. Exactly. If not your life. Oh yeah. I mean, anytime that, that should be the voice in your head. Him or Morgan Freeman. You know what? Really, they need to replace Siri with is Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott or Morgan Freeman, either one. Uh, yeah. I mean, you should. That should be your two flavors. Is yes. because they have perfect voices. You Absolutely. Could have, you can have your more Western experience with your Sam Elliott mustache. Yes. Or you could have your Morgan Freeman. Yeah, exactly. What story is not better told by one of those guys? Exactly. It depends on the flavor of the tale, but yes, they're always. They should be the narrator of life, and they should be. They should be asking me, "Where do you want to go?" I will give you directions. How much more popular would this podcast be if it was Sam Elliott and Morgan Freeman talking about beer? Oh, infinitely. Oh yeah, infinitely. First of all, they have name power. True. Uh, second, you just even if always, they used our names, yeah. but it was their. We had their voices. True. We would be so much better. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 
Maybe it would help if we just wore Sam Elliott and Morgan Freeman masks. Sure. Would that make us any better? I don't know. Doubt it. The sound might be more muffled. <laughs> but at least we'd, we'd probably have... sound just like us, but then we would yeah, not, not even point. really look like them, but kind not, of. That's probably one of the worst ideas ever. Yeah, that was yeah, that wasn't too good. I'm sorry. I tried <laughs> but, to support you, but no. So we're in this era right now, uh, where you know, alcohol at one point we had obviously went to prohibition, and we're we're kind of in a Many decades long prohibition now of marijuana, if not hundreds of years. Yes, at least uh, for for a long, long, long at time. least since Reefer Madness. Yes, exactly. And so right now we're going through this era where slowly states are starting to loosen up the laws around uh, marijuana, and even if it's still illegal at the federal level. But there is, you know, you got hops, you got weed. You know, it's you know, it's kind of it's, it's not the same, but it's kind of the same. Kind of kissing cousins, you know. Yeah, I mean, they're both intoxicants. They both uh, they're at least like third cousins, right? Yeah, they, yeah. Well, I don't know. Then which one's missing the chromosome if they're first cousins? I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but uh, it's interesting that you would think that the craft beer industry would be more, I don't know, in lockstep with the marijuana industry, but. Apparently, I don't know that they're against it. They just um, can't get any leverage well, a lot of times. Some of them are fighting against uh, the legalization of marijuana because right. they fear that it's going to affect their bottom line. And uh, I can understand that, but they're going so far as to donate to packs that are against the legalization. Come on now. Do you really think people won't get intoxicated just by both? Yeah, it's exactly. Not like they're going to stop. They're going to do both of them. It's not like they're going to stop the alcohol. Exactly. Everybody enjoys... Just, uh, you know, get a little light in their loafers as it is. You know, just uh, smoke some pot and drink an IPA. I yeah. mean, I think people will do that. I think that's going to be a thing. As the kids say, you like to chillax. And that's one right. way to do it. But the uh, beer distributors pack. I said Netflix and chill. Oh, really? Oh. I only Hulu and chill. Oh. <laughs> you like the dying technology. Yeah, I, I like to watch <laughs> terrible episodes of Smallville and chill. <laughs> sure, fair enough. With myself. As long as you chill, I guess. That's and, the important part. And the end chill part is there's nobody else involved. It's just me. Yeah. It's just me and Smallville. You're really chilling. Yeah. Somebody save me over and over again. You're falling asleep 15 minutes into the episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And You're super chill. And I find my own barn and I go stare out into the distance. Oh, yeah, I, I see Metropolis like four feet over. <laughs> right, of course. Even though it's technically supposed to be like somewhere on the East Coast or something like that. You kind of recreate it by sitting on top of your house <laughs> staring at downtown Dallas. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That show made no sense. Yeah, I know. Smallville had, it's supposed to be in Kansas, I guess, but yet it had a port. Oh, yeah, of course. Like a full-on ocean liner port. Well, of course. Or even if uh, maybe Metropolis was supposed to be coastal, so you, the tower was so high in Kansas <laughs> yeah. that you could see all the way to the East Coast. Yeah. And you don't even have to have Superman vision. No. You could be Kristen Krook. Yeah. Spare Kristen Krook. I was going to say Lana saw it also. So, yeah. yes, you didn't have to have supervision. But moving up, moving back to beer. Enough about uh, that spare show. Uh, the Beer Distributors Pack, uh, Political Action Committee, for those not in the political know, uh, they represent 16 beer distribution companies in Massachusetts alone, and they gave $25,000 to the Campaign for a Safe and Healthy Massachusetts, who is trying to... So Massachusetts has a marijuana legalization uh, thing on the docket for the November elections. By keeping beer legal, because that is all about... Exactly. <laughs> being safe and healthy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean... Beer has some nutritional value, I agree. Sure. But uh, it's far from being, you know, your workout regimen. Well, people can also legalize the health benefits of marijuana, too. So, yeah, of course. you know, you can go back and forth. Both of them we know, or people aren't using these for healthy yeah, exactly, activities for yeah. the most part. I'm not pumping iron and drinking IPA at the same time. Right. Uh, although it does make it more fun. Uh, sure. In Arizona, the Arizona Wine and Spirits Wholesale Association donated $10,000 to another pack. Um, and then on top of that, uh, in their annual exchanges, and by the way, the intercept.com, stop calling the 10K filing. It's called an annual report. Stop being <laughs> such an elitist, uh, you know, financial uh, a-hole about this whole thing. Sure. But Jack Daniels acknowledged in their annual report, or their 10K filing, that, quote, consumer preferences and, <laughs> and purchases may shift due to a host of factors, many of which are difficult to predict, including the potential legalization of marijuana. Well, in fairness, they do have a link to 10K filing to give you the full definition. Which goes nowhere, by the way. If you oh, like, okay. No, I had to. I was like, what the hell is a 10K filing? <laughs> oh, you mean in normal man terms, it's an annual report? Right. And they, they call it a 10K filing twice. Oh, like, you're, right. oh you're right. That goes to a site that can't be reached. So exactly. that doesn't help. Exactly. Now, the uh, a professor out of the University of Colorado, Daniel Reese, says that he claims... Good morning. <laughs> I'm Daniel Reese. He claims that if we legalize marijuana, that people will substitute marijuana for alcohol if given the ch the chance but colorado which has had a record amount of profit due to marijuana and 
you know, was supposed to support uh, educational institutions and has, like, I think, like, tripled in value as a result. Sure. Um, according to tax records, that is not being, that's not true. Uh, consumers are just choosing to add marijuana to their beer consumption. That's what they, those, yeah, exactly like we were saying. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, they, because they legalized it in 2012. Since then, consumers continue to purchase alcohol at almost the same rate as before legalization. Plus, I mean, Denver is a well-known beer capital. Yeah. You know, and it's not like that's fallen off ever since marijuana's been legal there. Yep, exactly. So I think that's a stupid argument. I think that's that's really a stupid argument and a stupid position because people like their vices. They don't like to have less vices. If they have yes. more vice options, they will take advantage yes. of more vice options. Yes, there's there's uh, vices are fun. Exactly. Uh, who doesn't like to gamble, smoke a blunt, drink a 40... And, you know, get uh, some sort of lap dance from a totally nude stripper. Yeah, while shooting up. While shooting up, Something. shooting heroin. Something. And somebody's matter. doing a line of cocaine out of your ass. Exactly. Who doesn't enjoy that? Yeah, all at once. We do that every Sunday, just to start the day. Not separately. No, no. But it, well, we do it in Texas, though, so we also have to buy toast with it. Yeah, of course. Well, if it's on a Sunday. Right. If, if it's on God's Day, yeah. and it's before noon... You can only do all that if you get a piece of toast with it. <laughs> right. Of exactly. course. Absolutely. You can still do all that. We can do all that. Just be sure you eat some food, too. Not legally, but as <laughs> right. long as we have a piece of toast, yeah. we're good to go before <laughs> right. before God wakes up. Now, once God wakes up, yeah. we can shoot heroin, do coke off each other's ass, with no while toast. getting a lap dance, and drinking a 40, and smoking a blunt, right. as long as God's woken up. And we don't have to have toast at that moment. <laughs> right. But as long as we have toast. For some reason, when God's asleep, you need toast. Or a Jesus wafer. If you have a Jesus yes. wafer, oh, yeah. then we're good to go. As long as it's something to eat. Something to eat. Yes. Which is probably the dumbest thing. Yes. Just, but we can't... Oh, God forbid we have slot machines in this dumb state. Oh, yeah. <sighs> hey, they're Blood talking balls. about... Legal, I can't believe they're talking about trying to legalize uh, online fantasy betting. Yeah, we'll see about that. It won't go anywhere, but at least someone's talking about it. So let's move on to more marijuana news. Marijuana and beer news, because it's just one of those weed weeks. Uh, there is a brewery, again, out of Colorado, uh, called Dads and Dudes, Dudes Breweria. I've never heard that term, <laughs> Breweria. No, me neither. But they're out of Aurora, Colorado. Uh, and they have received approval from the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau to sell its beer, the General Washington's Secret Stash IPA Brew, which contains cannabinoids from marijuana. No THC, but cannabinoids. And it's been approved for sale in all 50 states. I love how they have like this standard portrait of George Washington just with, like yeah. a little bubble that says, I grew hemp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I love how they... I need to put that on the $1 bill now. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just uh, George Washington with a just a tiny little blunt sticking out of his mouth. Exactly. Uh, the owner of co-owner of the Dads and Dudes, Mason Hembry, said cannabinoids are a miracle compound. I thought it would be a responsible choice to put them into beer. They are an antioxidant and a neuroprotectant that have a health of health benefits. What he didn't say was, oh yeah, and we're making a stunt beer. Right, exactly. That was not included. That was in the uh, this is off record type of reporting. Right. I mean, between you and me, like nudges the between guy. Between me like and the, you, yeah, you and me. He has to do a little nudge, you yeah. know, with the elbow. You got to do that when you're telling someone nudge, secret. nudge, wink, wink. Yeah, like oh, just between you and me. Why is that the thing? You got to like elbow him and tell him. I don't know. I I, 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 I prefer a firm thrust into the gut of somebody. Yeah, of course, yeah. Got to got to accompany at least two winks too, because yeah. it's a nudge, nudge, and then two winks. Yeah, like a, a nice, uh, like an arrest development type wink, really slow. Oh yeah, exactly. Takes good. You know, 30 seconds for each wink. <laughs> exactly. And then you slam them into the gut. You make yeah. them double over in pain. You make them vomit. And then you tell them the secret. You don't stop nudging until they vomit. Right. And then you tell them your secret. Right. That it's a stunt beer. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're like, it wasn't worth telling me that for all the pain that you just put me through. <laughs> that was, I will, nobody ever really cares about that. That's right. why I prefer all my communication that way. Absolutely. Everything's off record and wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But they, uh, Dads and Dudes apparently has decided that they're going to patent this process. And I don't know if this this is uh, comes to us from Men's Journal. And they say that if their patent is approved, they will own the rights to the art of combining marijuana, or they, as they say, suds and buds. <laughs> now, here's what I don't like. I'm fine with you patenting a process. Sure. But if the patent is really we own the rights to any concept, any process of combining marijuana with beer... That I find offensive. But yeah. then again, the uh, I would say the trade and patent office is quite broken, the whole system. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, that's that goes all the way up to stuff like Monsanto and seeds and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's um, like if somebody said, uh, we own the rights to an IPA. Right. That's total BS. Right, yeah, exactly. You own it. You own your particular process. Yeah. Sure. If you want to own your recipe, fine, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I feel like something like recipes in general should not be patentable. 
personally. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. That's that's tough to say. Well, I mean, put it this way. There's only so many ways to make a pumpkin pie. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, know? I know. But what about, like, uh, I don't know, let's take, like, a original Coke formula or something. You don't think they should be able to own well, that? I don't know. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, it's... I guess. I don't know. But I also don't think somebody should be sued. If they can replicate that product, sure. I don't think they should be able to be sued just because maybe they stumbled onto how you made that. Yeah, And I you know put it you out as a product. You know, it's it's a it's a tough bit. I think you're fine. You should... I just don't know that you should be able to sue somebody because they managed to replicate your recipe. Right. Because there's only so many ways... Again, there's only so many ways to make a pumpkin pie, for instance, since we're fully into pumpkin beer season sure, these yeah. days. And pies. Pumpkin spice season. Thing. And uh, just because you added a... a a splash of chili powder to your pumpkin pie for some reason. Like, uh, you know, you shouldn't be able to be sued for that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, I guess it remains to be seen. If somebody else makes a marijuana beer, will they be sued by these guys, the brew area? Uh, we'll see. Well, I noticed they also, obviously, so they can distribute in all 50 states, have no THC in there. Yeah, yeah, there's no THC. Uh, they've been working closely with the government. And, uh, of course, the secret stash uh, beer is named after this scene from Days and Confused. George Tote Weed. Man. Absolutely George Tote Weed. Are you kidding me, man? He grew fields of that stuff, yeah. man. That's what I'm talking about. Fields. He grew that shit up in Mount Vernon, man. Mount Vernon, man. He grew it all over the country, man. He had people growing it all over the country, you know? The whole country back then was getting hot. Let me tell you, man, because cause, cause he knew. He was on to something, man. He knew that it would be a good cash crop for the southern states, man. And so he grew fields of it, man. But you know what? Behind every good man, there's a woman. And that woman was Martha Washington, man. And every day George would come home, she'd have a big fat bowl waiting for him, man, when he'd come in the door, man. She was a hip, a hip, hip lady, man. There's they, no way that can be proven either. No. No, well, they even say, though, that it was named after uh, Slater's, uh, what do you call it, monologue from Days and Confused. Sure. That's what it's named after, so, because... No, I trust that. I'm yeah. saying his monologue cannot be proven. Oh, well, they, I mean, supposedly he did, I mean, they even say in this article that he did grow marijuana, but they're saying... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he actually smoke it? Who knows? I'm guessing. If he or or that Martha had a, a fresh bowl a, for a him. A fat, fat bull man. She was a hip, <laughs> hip lady. Yeah, exactly. That's the part I'm saying. Yeah, we don't, we don't know how disputed. hip Martha Washington was. I'm guessing she wasn't that hip. I mean, she was <laughs> she was married to a guy with wooden teeth, so... Right, exactly. Who wore a powdered wig day in and day out. Oh, yeah, all, even on the battlefield, powdered uh, wig. Yeah, well, yeah, just eating eating supper, powdered wig, powder going off. God, they had the a place. lot of powder all over Can the place Can you imagine how then? much powder there was? What, and uh, yeah. what kind of powder was it? Was it baby powder? Why did they powder them? Why did they powder everything? Yeah, I don't know. And I, if there's... Should we one, go back to powdering? If there's one smell I hate in this world, aside from the smell of a lager, it's baby powder. Oh, okay. I hate the smell of so baby powder. So you're anti-powdering. Oh, I'm, I'm totally anti-powder. Okay, so Why if that you, movement starts, you're out. Oh, yeah, that fashion trend. Look, I'm not abandoning my cargo shorts, and I'm not putting on a powdered wig. I refuse. Fair enough. I don't care what the Justin Bieber's and your Justin Timberlake's or any Justin does in the fashion world. I'm not wearing a powdered wig. I don't I'm, let Justin's dictate my life either. Yeah, I'm no, no Justin. I'm, I'm Justine either. I don't like that I Justine. I don't like Justin. Just no Justin words. Justine, barely even a name. So, no, I'll, no I'll, neither one of those people can. I'll tolerate... A Dustin, but I'm not gonna. I will not well, settle for a Justin. That's a good one, but a, but a Justin, no. no. Justin's no good. No J's in my life. Yeah, exactly. I Only agree. well, I'll I'll accept a joint. Oh yeah, but oh, there I'll you accept go. that kind of J. Speaking of J's, but I'm not expecting no no Justins. No, I like form. how you brought that back. You brought the J's back. That that's was right. good. No, I will take a nice. You're uh, a veteran podcaster. I will take a nice Justin boot, sure. but I won't take a nice Justin as a name. How about some Justin diamond cut jeans? I'll sure jeans. Sure, but I'm not any. But a person named Justin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That? No, no humans. I won't even take an animal named Justin. Yeah, fair. Well, no Justins in my life. You don't want a Justin animal telling you anything. Basically, anything with sentience that's named Justin, not in my life. Justin, no, thank you. Justin, a very weird name for a dog or a cat, by the way. That's true. Like you, don't, name, you don't get a lot of those. That's true. It's like naming your dog Bill or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't want a dog named. All, Come all here, Bill. Your, no, <laughs> that's no good. Bill. No, nah, you don't want to say <laughs> no, that. No, all of your dogs should be named like socks or yeah, fun some, names. Yeah, fun names. Yeah, something fun for the disabled. Exactly. Yes. Some fun name like boots. Right. Puddle. Diarrhea. Something like that. Well, you know. Blood splatter. I don't know if I can go quite that far, but yes, I, I was with you until the, the blood part. So, since we're in the middle of uh, still in the middle of Oktoberfest, let's talk about Reinheitsgebot. We 
talk a lot about the German beer purity law, a.k.a. Reinheitsgebot, but we've never really talked about what it means. In short, it means that only four ingredients are allowed when brewing beer, at least according to Germany. Water, malt, yeast, and hops. The purpose of the purity law was threefold. To guarantee quality, to guarantee price, and ensure that wheat and rye crops that were normally used for making bread were not used for brewing beer, as otherwise the price of bread would have skyrocketed. In the Middle Ages, Northern Germany had a great reputation with their beer, as their beer guilds had strict control over the brewing process, and they were backed up by city law. However, in Southern Germany, and in other countries, the cost varied wildly, as did the ingredients used to brew beer. Much like some of our macro brewers today, many brewers of the time chose to go the cheaper route with their ingredients, which not only produced a wide range of taste, but also intoxicating effects. Some combinations were also so dangerous that people got sick. Reinheitsgebot was put into effect on April 23, 1516, but attempts at beer manufacturing laws stretch all the way back to 1156, when Augsburg passed a similar one. Nuremberg also passed one in 1293, Munich in 1363, and Regensburg in 1447. However, it was Duke Albrecht IV of Munich that declared on November 30, 1487, that only three ingredients should ever be used for beer, water, malt, and hops. Yeast was added centuries later, when scientists discovered its value in fermentation. Note, however, that these laws applied only to their city or region, and not to the entire kingdom. After Bavaria was reunited, a meeting was held in April of 1516 in Ingolstadt, Bavaria, with nobility, representatives from the city, and members of the church. On April 23rd, Duke Wilhelm IV proclaimed the law, and it became the first purity law to be applied across an entire German kingdom. The nobility was stronger in southern Germany, and their influence and control allowed the purity law to take effect quickly across their principalities, though they faced resistance for decades and decades outside of Bavaria. The purity law didn't take effect in northern Germany until 1906. In 1871, when Bavaria joined Prussia to form the German Empire, they insisted that they would not join unless Reinheitsgebot were the law of the land. They began taxing use of any other ingredients, and thus many of the tradition and recipes of northern Germany began to go extinct. When World War I ended and the Weimar Republic was founded, Bavaria again refused to join unless Reinheitsgebot was made law everywhere, and then in 1952, it was written into the beer tax laws. In 1987, the laws were weakened when a European Union court forced Germany to change the law in regards to imported beer, as it was seen as protectionism and a barrier to free trade. In 1993, the laws were changed so that they only applied to bottom-fermented beers, and also included the use of ground hops or hop extracts, and stabilization agents. And in 2005, the law was weakened again when a court ruled that more ingredients could be used, as long as it's not labeled beer. Though the law is no longer on the books as it once was, there are still brewers that adhere to the standard today. Many brewers still have a strident belief and pride in it, while naturally others are just looking for a marketing angle. I'll let you figure out who's who. So kind of keeping in with the uh, Colorado marijuana vibe, uh, we are talking about a brewery out of Michigan today that is making kombucha beer, which is kind of a hippy-dippy product, right? Yeah, I would agree. Uh, It's called Unity Vibration. They make beer and tea and kombucha. That's a pretty hippy-dippy name. It is. Unity Vibration. How how old are we saying hippy-dippy? Is that like, you know, (laughs) is that like our grandfather's term? He got the hippy-dippy. <laughs> There's GD hippies down on the street corner avoid the draft. That's the worst old man voice of all time. Yeah, but I mean the the terms were good or the yeah. what you said was hippy dippy. Yeah, I don't know. That uh, The impression wasn't the best I give you, but the, what you yeah, said I need to, I need was to, fitting. I need to workshop my old man accent yeah, for sure. Yeah. I need to go to a few classes, a few uh language training classes. I, I don't really care about Spanish. I just want to learn how to speak old man. Yeah, absolutely. That's really it. when I think of old man, I really just think of, you know, talking like you're in the twenties, like with the bee's knees and whatnot. Sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Got the bee's knees, see? The cat's pajamas, see? <laughs> you end every sentence with the word see, see? And for some reason you talk about that's not knees even, of bees. That's really not even old man. That's just kind of 20s reporter guy. Yeah, that's not really old man, yeah. That's just... Uh, young just, guys talk like that back then. Yes. You were young guys who were old guys now, but I don't know how to talk like an old guy. Yeah. The best I've got is like, you just talk like this. And that's kind of weird, like a northeastern just Jew talk? now. Northeastern yeah. Jew. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about here. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't uh, know what that accent is. It's just, I've got a, a thousand accents. Like when I grip from a mural or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, but uh, Hippy Dippy uh, Unity Vibration, you would think they would be based out of Colorado, but they're based and best out of Michigan, and 
Their uh, company is about spreading love, health, and possibility into people's lives and the world. Their company is also tiny. <laughs> yes, they're about <laughs> unity and community. I'm surprised that we even get this beer here. Uh, I was too. I found this in the local Whole Foods. Wow. And, Wish I could go to Whole Foods. Uh, you can. It's right it's, down the street. It seems very exclusive. It is. You have to have a membership card. There's <laughs> secret passwords, uh, high prices, <laughs> things like that. That's The high prices keep me out. Yes. But yeah, I, I appreciate the fact that you can get in there and afford it. So they seem to have some sort of community spirit about them, but they seem to be a tiny, tiny brewery, but somehow distributed into Whole Foods here in Dallas. Yeah, and I also saw their, uh, you know, just to go over a couple of the couple of the other beers that they do, um, their number one rated beer on Rate Beer, which, by the way, uh, that's kind of hard to find. Uh, they have a list of their beers, but very few people have actually rated anything they've done, uh, is one that I know that you would run away uh, screaming from, and that is the Moscow Mule. Uh, oh, they, God. They yeah. do a Moscow Mule, uh, a Moscow Mule version. Um can't really give you any ratings on any of these because, like I said, they had so few people that actually rated them. Uh, but that one comes in at... Uh, eight- <laughs> exactly. That one comes in at 8% ABV. They do a uh, Silver Branch Cider that comes at 11% ABV. Um, Elder Wand, they do a version of that that doesn't have an ABV. Um, so a lot of these things are just kind of... <laughs> they're, they're in that same general vicinity of uh, ginger, raspberry, uh, spicy peach, you know, they do some wild sours. Um, so they do one pale ale. Um, I don't know what that, that's a 7% ABV again, no ratings on it. So I don't know if it's good, bad or indifferent, but, um, they, it looks like they make about seven or eight different beers and that's, that's about it. Do you enjoy kombucha? Do you, have you had kombucha and do you enjoy kombucha? I don't remember the last time I've had kombucha. I know I've had it, but it's been a while. See, I, it's weird because I don't like, um, I have a weird stance, right? I don't like uh, pickles. Right. I don't like anything in brine, which is not that dissimilar from uh, fermentation itself. I love and pickles. You would think that I know you, I know, and but I love beer. I sure. love the I love kombucha, and it's not that dissimilar of a process. I, mean, I could drink a jar of pickle juice and I'd be all right. See, I I just want to vomit right now, right into yeah. your mouth. Yeah, well, I might yeah. do that anyway. It's just out of exaltation. Probably, yeah, but, I mean that's what we do. Yeah, it's one. Of, it's not what we're known for, but it's what we do. Sure, exactly. And we end every show with vomiting in each other's mouth. Yeah, we, we're not known for that, fortunately. Right. Yeah. We're not 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 yet. I mean, maybe sure. we should be known for that. Maybe I don't know. so. Maybe it would get us some hits. Um, maybe something on uh, Pornhub.com. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Possible. It, maybe that's how we should end the show from now on, is just vomiting each other's mouths. Maybe we should make this a video cast. I don't know. But we I, might. But that, I, that might be coming later. We'll see. But I have a hard time with any anything fermented when it comes to a vegetable. Like I, or brined, I should say. I hate brine. And a lot of people compare, at least I've heard, in my, the circles I run in, the hippy-dippy circles I run in, that, you know, it's kind of a similar, it's not that dissimilar of a process. And that's all you guys talk about. You know, like, yeah, we talk about brining things and vomiting <laughs> each other's mouths. How about brine, you know? Yeah. Like, that's, like, well, it's, well, it's like a normal party talk. What's the deal with all the stuff in brine? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just a regular party discussion. And well, I What have that. you pickled lately? You know, that's what you guys talk about. <laughs> yeah. What, what vegetable have you uh, pickled lately? I'm saying that weird. Vegetable. Vegetable. Uh, vegetable. Yeah. Too many, too many consonants there. That was vegetable. weird. That was weird. Not vegetable. Vegetable. Uh, they, they seem to love ginger at this brewery. They which I know do, you hate. which I, I hate ginger so much. Yes. I hate ginger. It's the worst of the spices. Yes. I, I know my wife loves a Moscow Mule. Uh, she loves Ooh. ginger. And, I like... I, I don't know where my hate for ginger started. I'm a pretty good little fan of it, too. I enjoy Moscow Mules a lot. And, like, I had some beef jerky recently that had some ginger from Costco. Yeah. Because it got rid of my favorite jerky. And it was just, like, way too much ginger, and I just wanted to vomit in your mouth and not in a fun way. No. Nah. Well, I only like the fun way. Yeah, I only like fun vomit. I didn't yeah, want to exactly. vomit in a bad way. But uh, too much ginger. But, uh, you know, look, I, I credit them, these guys, the hippy-dippies out of Michigan for trying something new. <laughs> for establishing, as they call a KPA, a kombucha pale ale. Sure. And what we're talking about today is not a pale. It's actually a wild ale. This will be our first uh, wild ale on the show. Hey, if you want to call it a sour, you can call it a sour. Whatever you want to call it. It won't be our last. Here's looking at you, Jester King. Yeah, Jester King's in our future if we could ever get a decent variation here. Yes. Uh, because all I found this week was... Mad Meg? Uh, Mad Meg, the rye. And I don't care. I hate rye. So rye, as far as beers go. I sure. Like, I like a rye whiskey, but not rye beers. I Again, right up there with the ginger for me. Yes. So, yes, if Jester King has something else good come out and we find it, uh, that, that will be on the docket at some point. At some point. Yes. All right. Well, let's find out about the history, whatever's out there, of Unity. The limited history. Of Unity, Vibration, Beer, and Tea, and Kombucha. Unity Vibration is a kombucha-based brewery started in 2007 by Rachel and Tarek Cannon. Their mission is to spread love 
health, and possibility into people's lives and the world. They also strive to produce the best artisan kombucha tea and kombucha beer products on the market made with the healthiest ingredients possible. For those unfamiliar with it, kombucha is an ancient beverage that likely originated in northeast China and later migrated into Russia. It's a sweet and tart fermented drink that usually is naturally carbonated. People who drink kombucha regularly say it helps them to balance their metabolism, aid in digestion, raise energy levels, boost their immune system, and detoxify their body. Unity Vibrations Kombucha Beer is a marriage of their 30-day brewed kombucha, organic dried hops and either organic raw ginger root, organic fresh raspberries, organic peaches, or three types of hops, juniper, and grape rind. These are all aged in open-air fermented oak barrels and then bottle-conditioned. The combination creates exquisite flavors that have depth and complexity, as well as healthy nutrients. Their kombucha beers range from the more expected raspberry and ginger variety to the more experimental kombucha pale ale. So the BJCP for a wild specialty beer, because this is kind of what it's classified under, is uh, sours or wild ales, is that the aroma should be variable by base style. <laughs> so don't really know. Uh, the appearance should be variable by base style. Showing a color tint or hue from any fruit if used. Flavor should be variable by base style. Should show the fruit, sour, and or funk of a wild fermentation. The mouthfeel should be variable by base style. Generally a light body, lighter than what might be expected. Comments should be variable. Or wait, that's comments. Uh, history is, uh, who cares? And uh, <laughs> commercial examples, uh, variable by base style. But the uh, Cascade Bourbonic Plague, the Gesture King Atrial Rubicite, the New Belgium Ericsale, and the New Glarus Belgian Red. Now, the official description There's for There's a Russian this, River on there, too. Is there? Yeah. Uh, I missed that. Supplication. Russian River Supplication. Yeah. yeah. Again, that's why we mentioned, uh, mentioned Jester King, because, of course, they're in the mix here. Yes. Yeah, so, basically, wild ale doesn't even necessarily apply to the fact that it's wildly fermented in open air. Right. It's just kind of wild. It's kind of, uh, you know, taking its top crazy. off. Crazy. It's kind of going brawless, taking its top off and going crazy. It's kind of oh, yeah. lighting a blunt, drinking a 40. It's kind of just out there. It's going... Much, much like Mark does in studio. Oh, yeah. My bra is always coming off, bro. Oh, yeah. My bra's off, bro. As soon as we start popping it off. Yeah, my bra comes off. I put it on my head. I also toss a lampshade on my head because sure. somehow in all uh, entertainment examples, the signifier that you're going crazy is you put a lampshade when, on your head. When you're having a wild time, yeah, the lampshades come off the lamps and go on the heads. So basically today we're drinking the liquid equivalent, I'm going to assume, of, of a, a lampshade, lampshade on the head. Yes. Yeah, exactly. A yeah. headed lampshade. Sure. So the description of this beer is that, uh, first of all, it comes in an ABV of 8%. It says it's a kombucha beer. has no IBU, and the description is, Our kombucha beer is a wonderful evolution, not elevation, of a traditional kombucha. Triple Goddess is a marriage of our 30-day brewed kombucha, organic and dried hops, and either organic raw ginger root and or organic fresh raspberries. Raspberries, yeah. All aged and open-air fermented in oak barrels and then bottle conditioned. The combination creates exquisite flavors that have depth and complexity as well as healthy nutrients like our organic kombucha it is all raw made with organic ingredients gluten-free vegan and bottle condition and lends itself to healthy and beneficial bacteria oh yeah unity vibration was the first release in all kombucha beer all kombucha based kombucha beer nationally that's a really weird sentence yes in all capital letters keep in mind all of our kombucha beers are gluten-free exclamation point there's two things to take away from this they like the word um, kombucha? Yes. One, I feel like I'm going to just be full of bacteria, and that's going to be great. <laughs> and two, raspberry is really a, an elitist word, the way that you spell it. There should be no P in there. A agreed. It should what? just be R-A-Z and berry. Yeah, it should be rasp. Rasp. No one says rasp. Everyone says raspberry. It's not, yeah, nobody says raspberry. Yeah. And who wants to, first of all, who wants to eat anything called a raspberry? That's why those need to be curb stomped. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's may, it might be the worst of the fruits, is yes. the raspberry. It's the worst spelling, for sure. It makes you feel like you're drinking something that's going to give you, uh, uh, like a horse throat. I was going to say, you get you horse voice after, after eating raspberries. Now raspberries. Raspberry. Yeah, it's raspberry. It's raspberry. Rasmataz. It's rad. Put a Z. Sure. Drop the P. Drop the S. It's raspberry. Exactly. No raspberry. I don't know who came up with that, but they should be jailed for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they should be curb stomped, too. They should be the last uh, sole remaining member of Guantanamo Bay who ever came up with that. I don't care if it was 400 years ago. You dig up that corpse and you put him in Guantanamo for that. Normally, I'm against doing that to anything but fruit, but that person needs to be curb stomped, too. Yep, exactly. Now, we haven't had a sour on the show. We haven't had a wild ale, so this is kind of our first in both categories are you sure because there's really no way to know that i i don't think we can know that but i'm just going to go ahead and declare this is our first wild sour ale and i for one am not a sour fan i love it i like uh, sours now 
That's not completely true that it's not. It's the first sour we've had, if you count things like the brew bus. Because we did stop at a little Arlington brewery called Division that had sours, and we did discuss those in the episode. So it has occurred. Well, a dedicated episode, official, dedicated rating, where we gave it like our full effort. You're right. It's the first sour. It's our first, uh, yes. It's our first official. It's our first loan-reviewed sour. Yes. First official. I mean, the other ones were official, but this is the first one that's a dedicated episode. And, you know, Stefan, our buddy in Sweden, who's about to start his own podcast, a beer podcast focusing on... uh, European breweries and beers already more um, successful. Than he, us. of course, of course, uh, he's encouraging me. He's been encouraging me to get more into sours, and I, I'm just not a sour fan. I never enjoyed the Sour Patch Kids. Mark, you got to get more into sours. Get more into sours. Oh yeah, he has a way better voice than I do. Just, just go ahead and get into sours, Mark. Uh, I never, I don't know. I just never that that fl- that flavor never sat with. Just like uh, you know, pickles. I don't enjoy that flavor, and it reminds me too much of those sour beers. Remind me too much of pickles, too See, much of brine. Maybe that's why brine. I like them because I like pickles. So maybe that's probably, why I like probably sours. Probably so, yeah. Yes. And I, I abhor a pickle. I so, mean, if I get a pickle in my food, you better believe either the table's getting rage flipped sure. or the waiter is getting rage flipped. If I find a pickle now, just because I haven't told them, they should know. Well, the waiter, the waiter gets rage flipped anyway. Of course, that's just part of his tip. Yeah, you get rage flipped by me. Yeah, but if there's a pickle in my food, you better believe the chef is getting talked to. Sure. Somebody's getting a bad Yelp review if I get find a pickle in my food. You're gonna be the one the one star Yelp guy just because it had yeah. a pickle. Oh yeah, if I find a pickle. But you know the weird thing is, I like a pickled onion. That is. What weird. do you think of that? I think that's weird. Did I just blow your mind? I don't like onions, but I like onion rings. Is that weird? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's so, weird. So we got weird stuff. I think basically what we have here is the next season of Stranger Things. Yes, I think our food choices. Our food choices. It's just really, gonna be us eating food. It's just gonna be us episode. figuring out what fermented type things we do do not like it's gonna be the it's whole gonna be our moms crying trying to figure out why that we oh, eat yeah. certain foods and, and both of our moms we play by winona rider exactly just, just constantly crying all right exactly it'll be one blonde-haired winona and one dark-haired winona just constantly crying and it'll be one of us busting out of the uh busting out of the uh drywall with an onion ring and an onion and then crying <laughs> about eating the onion but eating the onion ring pleasantly it's a really weird weird episode it will be the the most compelling series netflix has ever seen sure we won't be dead or in you know oh, no. the upside down or anything. No. We'll just be in the wall. We'll be, be in the literal wall. Yeah, there won't be any like kind of vagina headed monsters. There'll just be sure. onion rings and, and nothing supernatural. Foods. It'll just be no, us no. doing stuff, just like crying that. in fermented foods right. over and over again. Yeah, exactly. But I am not a sour fan. I uh, I've tried. I uh, like well, we did. Oh, you know what? We did do a sour before. I take this back. This is not our first sour. We had that Jesus sour oh. from Denmark back in the day. Man. That Stefan sent us, and we actually enjoyed how, that beer. I actually how, enjoyed it that beer. How did you forget about that? How did you forget about that? Okay, sour? but this is our first wild ale. It's not our first yeah, sour. It's our first yeah. wild ale. So I'm gonna go with I don't like wild ales. <laughs> I don't like I don't like wild things. I don't like uh, I don't like the song wild thing. Uh, I don't like things being wild. You do like wild. I things. I like things being calm. You do listen to wild thing. I've heard you. I listen to it. Doesn't yeah. mean I enjoy the okay. experience. So you just you do it to beat yourself. Oh yeah, you? I do it. I, it's it's a form of uh, flagellation. I listen to that. Song. Well, you whip yourself with a cat of nine tails. You listen to wild thing. I don't listen. I don't like anything wildly fermented. I don't sure. like anything wild. Fair just enough. A, just a nice mowing of the lawn, making making a quilt. No wildness. <laughs> a picket fence that a is normal fence? size. That's right. Not a tall one. A nice well manicured tree. You don't want a tall one. No, you want, no, to tall, want the no. normal size. A nice, know? a nice, uh, nice trimmed hedge. A tall one would fit in the wild category. <laughs> That's right. No wildness. <laughs> no. And there's some nice khaki pants. That's what I want in my he life. He parts his hair nicely to the side. That's right. You know, it's I can't a, part my hair. Don't, I barely have any hair. Okay, well, you know. A nice shaved head. Yeah, there you go. Can't in let a, that grow wild either. In a non-KKK style. Yeah, non-neo-Nazi sure. Non-neo-Nazi style. <laughs> Not shaved, but trimmed. Is that what you say? Well, the, the, the non-neo-Nazi version? That's what I tell my barber. <laughs> give me a trim, but non-neo-Nazi. Yes. Um, so <sighs> this is our first wild ale. Yes. Officially. And uh, I can't say I'm really looking forward to it. Uh I tend not to like these types of beers, but I'm going. I'm willing to try because just like IPAs, I didn't like IPAs in the beginning. Sure, but I slowly grew acclimated to these beers, and it's kind of the same thing with any new uh, craft beer giver. I would normally not, if I found somebody new who just came to this world out of another dimension, they wanted to try craft beer. I would right. not. I would not probably introduce them. Or to just IPAs bust it through your drywall and ask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If the the vagina headed uh, uh, pedal monster from the upside down broke through and wanted a beer, I wouldn't try him with. I wouldn't start him with an IPA. Sure. I would start him with uh, maybe a nice porter or a, a, a nice... Uh, maybe a blonde or a something. A blonde or maybe a nice stout, a yes. rich stout, something like that, a dessert beer. But I definitely wouldn't go there. And I probably wouldn't start him with a wild ale either, unless I knew they had some crazy taste up front, like uh, they enjoyed raisins or something. Absolutely. So, speaking of the beer, I guess we can start with uh, gathering the aroma. 
Uh, we can. Sure. Definitely smells like kombucha for sure. Oh yeah, big time. And I, here's the weird thing again: the the complex uh, quilt that I am, the mosaic that I am, I like kombucha a lot. And it's not again not that different from uh, from a brined pickle, but I I like kombucha a lot. I don't smell too much raspberry in there though. No, not a lot of raspberry. I do smell the kombucha though. Yeah, for sure, it's strong. I mean, I don't smell any Harvey Firestein Firestein in there. No, no. Uh, raspy voiced actors in there. No. But it does smell just you like... Have, you have to speak like that. Raspberry. Raspberry. Here we are drinking a wild <laughs> ale. Let's talk about the aroma. Scatter shooting will wonder whatever happened to him. Uh, last seen in Independence Day, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's been a while then. Unless you're talking about the new one. No, no. I don't know about the new one because nobody ever watched that. True. It doesn't really barely exist. But it does smell just like a kombucha. Oh, man. Yeah, it does. But appearance-wise, it looks like... Uh, a pink lemonade, maybe like so, like a Hawaiian punch, maybe or something. Uh, maybe I would say pink lemonade. It does look a lot like uh, the uh, guava goddess I drink, the co- the kombucha I drink. Uh, oh. I enjoy on a nice Sunday morning. Uh, it's not unlike it that so or fancy. the cosmic cranberry that I also drink on a Sunday morning. Oh my gosh, you are so hippy dippy. <laughs> I am so I'm, I'm dipping. You are the dippiest of hippies. I, I am the dippiest of hippies. Yes, You're right, man. Uh, peace, man. <laughs> but it does look like it has no head. But oh no, not at all. It is flat, just like a kombucha. Um, it has a little bit of fizziness to it, but there's no like it poured with no head. Yes, and uh, there was a little bit of uh, bubbling up, but no head at all in that. No, no head retention at all. No, nothing at all. But I can't say I'm surprised. Being a kombucha based beer, yeah, fair enough. Now the bottle, uh, it is the 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 color of the label is about as pink as the beverage itself. Um, it has a picture of some sort of goddess in front. I'm assuming it's some sort of, uh, I don't know what... Kombucha what god- goddess. Triple goddess. I don't know what triple goddess it is. They don't explain that. And, uh, you know... We don't just like three goddesses that. together? Yeah, just uh, three goddesses hanging out. Maybe uh, Venus, Aphrodite, hey and, I don't know, the Easter Bunny are hanging goddess out. Goddess two and three. That's right. So they go by. Yeah. Goddess one talking. There's and, goddess two and, and three. And here comes uh, Jesus through the uh, the barn doors, swinging with big swinging D. Absolutely. Ready to plow them all. Hey. You got to take advantage of uh, that's right the hey, positives of being Jesus. When you're a god, hey, you're yeah. one of the few male gods out, male gods out there. The rest are dead. Oh yeah, exactly. Lots of ladies. Oh yeah, you get all of Olympus like, hey, at that point. I died on this cross. What do you yep. think about that? I got some major wood over here. Yeah, that's right. You want to <laughs> die my wood? You want to get nailed to the cross? Yeah. <laughs> my apologies to any Christians out there. <laughs> so, I guess all that's left <laughs> is taste, right? I guess, or more bad jokes, <laughs> or more awkward laughter. <laughs> that is really different. Not well, not like far and beyond every wild o I've ever had. But a wild lot o, wild o. Sorry, <laughs> I got, to talk about. Kind of had a little, little frog in my throat there. <clears throat> a little bubble in my throat. Wild o's are your own business. Uh, <laughs> well, sometimes we like to experiment, <laughs> Dustin. Sometimes things need to get a little crazy just yeah, to sure. up the enjoyment. Sometimes you need to do uh, a quart of cocaine while you're. Get some things, uh, your rocks off. At least a court, yes. At least a court. But that is far more different than any wild ale I've ever had. Yeah, that's that's weird. It's sweeter than any wild ale I've ever had. And granted, I don't don't cross that rainbow bridge. I don't explore every variation of wild ales because I generally don't like them. Right. But of those that I've had, that is far more sweet and less sour and less briny than a lot of the wild ales I've had. Wow, that that is super sweet. I would go to what I thought. Yeah, it's it's like a. It, it's got some briny in there. I mean, you get the briny notes for sure, but it, man, the sweetness is is prevalent. I gotta say, it reminds me of like a shandy um, or lambic in a lot of ways. Uh, it's like a tart lambic. Uh, it's yeah. it definitely tastes. If you want to compare it to a generic food product like a pink lemonade, it's very akin to a pink lemonade. It's like pink lemonade with a touch of pickle juice mixed in or something. Yeah. Because it's got that briny edge to it. It does have a briny <laughs> but, edge. But it definitely has that, that, that sweetness as the prominent flavor, for sure. And there's no doubt about it. And, and man, I, I will tell you, at 8%, if uh, you knock back a couple of these thinking there's no alcohol in here, this this thing could probably get to you pretty decent. I mean, it is imperial, technically. It is. And, you know, you don't notice the booze. Because the Not booze at all. is very well masked by the brine and the wild ale flavors. You don't notice beer. You don't know. I mean, this could be like just a sweet drink that you're drinking. This, yeah. This really, yeah. this really could be like the guava goddess I drink on a Sunday morning as I'm reading my norm, my financial statements and my papers <laughs> and watching uh, CBS Sunday morning. Uh, it really is not that different from any other kombucha I've had, except somewhere hidden there, wearing a kombucha mask is the alcohol. Yeah. And at 
Boy, I don't know where it is in there. Well, you better watch out. You're going to get your ass whipped by this beer. Oh, yeah. You could definitely do that easily. Um, <clears throat> I think outside of the sweet raspberry or the sweet pink lemonade, like you mentioned, that's a pretty good comparison. And then the the briny notes, I don't get a whole lot else. Do you? No, it's it's very much... it's If you've had kombucha before, very strong flavors with that briny edge to it, this beer tastes just like that. And it's I they say they oge they they oge it in oak barrels. Uh <laughs> they age it in oak barrels. Yeah. Uh I don't notice any aging there. I don't know what uh I can't identify any notes that an oak aged uh barrel would, is contributing to this beer. Of course we haven't had it without that, but yeah. to me this doesn't taste dissimilar at all from any other kombucha I've had of a similar flavor uh, palette. Yeah, I really don't notice any any oak aging at all. No, there's no like um there's sweetness to it, but I don't feel like that sweetness is coming from the the oak barrels. No, I don't think so. There's either. no earthy notes either. So I'm not sure it, it's all ras- raspberry. Yeah. It's all Michael Firestein. Yeah. Or Harvey Firestein. Or sorry, Harvey Firestein. I don't know who Michael is. I don't maybe know who maybe don't, younger I'm brother. I'm sure there's one out there. Sure. Uh there's it's all Harvey Firestein up there. And that'll be the next that'll be the next Firestein that comes <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. The other raspy voice actor, Michael Firestein. <laughs> I don't notice any of that. That's the only accent I can do is Harvey Firestein. <laughs> I'm very limited in my range, <laughs> but I don't, I don't notice any oak in there at all. I feel I feel like the oak adds nothing to this process. Yeah, again, like that, you say, we haven't had it without it, so maybe it's different. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really notice. I mean, you know what flavors to look for in oak aged beers, and or or to try to note, and none of them are really coming out. Like I you mean, said, maybe it rounds out the sharpness of the of the briny notes. That it's possible. <clears throat> yeah, maybe is, that's maybe that's getting the, giving the smooth finish to it. But maybe, I will maybe say that's what's doing. that the the brininess and the sharp flavors, it's not extremely sour. It's not puckering um, like the old Keystone Light commercials. Right. Um, but it's, I don't feel like it's extremely rounded out. I don't feel like it's, I mean, I don't yeah. feel like, the, maybe it's not even worth mentioning the Oak Age Barrels to me. Yeah. Because I don't know that it's doing that much for the for this beer. No, like I say, maybe it's the smooth finish. Maybe it's contributing to that because there is kind of a silky smooth finish to it. Oh, yeah, it's very smooth, and, um, very light-bodied, I will yeah. say. Uh, the flavor comes and goes pretty quickly, and, boy, this is this is the furthest thing from a heavy beer. Uh, it's not going to sit in your stomach. It's very much like drinking lemonade or some refreshing summer beverage. <laughs> yeah, like a light cucumber or weed or something. Mm-hmm. It's not the same taste, but the same level of uh, heaviness. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, you could you could drink a few of these, and it'd be just like drinking a nice light, a nice light lemonade type drink, and then yeah. that's that's really all you're getting out of it. This is a perfect summer beer. Yeah, for that. So <laughs> ratings. Go ahead, Mark. Well, given someone that uh, I don't tend to like wild ales, I don't tend to like sours, but I do enjoy kombucha. I I know I, I know I'm an, I'm a complex quilt over here behind the mic, but you're an amalgam. I am an amalgam. I'm a confusing character who does bad accents. But I will say I really enjoy this beer because I think they they uh, really achieved what they were shooting for to be a kombucha beer. Because to me, it's a perfect representation of, of, of kombucha, but maybe you add a little alcohol to it, like a vodka that has no flavor. Uh, it's I think they sh- they exactly hit the target right in the middle. I have no complaints about this beer. It's a perfect summer beer. It's a, It's an ass kicker. Uh, I think they hit the raspberry target uh, just fine. Uh, you know, Harvey Firestein is getting shot in the face with this. He's getting a full load of flavor into his face, and as he will do. I think I think it's for what they're trying to do. I think it's perfect, and it's something I would definitely reach for again. And maybe not in the winter, but when those hotter months are, are swerving around the corner, you know, once your May June July comes around, sitting by the pool reading my tax statements. Then this is the beer I could reach for easily. It's uh, from a lightness perspective, it's not that dissimilar from an Odell Mercenary, and that it's very light bodied, but it hides hides the booze really well, and that's a uh, that's a dangerous combo. So uh, all that aside, uh, this is one of the few wild ales I really enjoy. I I'm really honestly I I I really like this beer a lot. I'm giving it five out of five. Wow. Okay. Is that back to back weeks with five out of five? That's right. Man, you're just issuing those left and right. I know very loose standards on the show. <laughs> yeah, for uh, for the style of beer that it is, uh, I'm not the kombucha expert that Mark is. I don't I don't have a Sunday setup where I always drink it and sit around and uh, oil myself up and burn incense and sit around in a bunch of beads all in my face. Well, let's, and, let's be honest. You know, Sunday is not the only day I oil myself up. 
Let's sure, just yeah, well, yeah. Stop there. That's You're a pretty morning, oily all the time. Yeah, it's a morning ritual. Yeah, exactly. But I don't have a I don't have a kombucha day, so I don't have as much comparison. Um, I definitely think that per their description, their description because BJCP is so wide, um, it's kind of hard to say if they hit that or not. <laughs> Variable by base style, right? Exactly. So who knows? But based on what they're saying, I do think they do hit most of everything that they they suggest that they would. Um, it definitely has really strong raspberry. Personally, as someone who likes, well, you didn't say they're right. Raspberry, strong raspberry. Uh, as someone who likes the briny, I almost kind of wish that was a little more prevalent, with maybe more of a hint of raspberry and more briny overall. But that's just a personal preference. Um, for what they did, I think it was. I, I think they did hit what they suggested they were going to hit, and what they claim that they will hit. Um, it's not a style. <clears throat> unlike Mark, it's not a style that I would probably go for all that often, just because if I want a beer, I like the. I like the more bitter beers. I like the more, I like the alcohol taste. I, I like all that other stuff about beers more than I do when it's all hidden uh, under raspberry and under, you know, other, other flavors. That's right. Again, part of why I wish the briny kombucha flavor was more prevalent. I probably would like it even better if that was the case. Um, but that being said, if you're looking for a good raspberry beer and you really like that taste and you want something that's going to be smooth and easy to drink and, like Mark said, poolside beer, uh, I think it's a great poolside beer. Um, it's a great light beer. You go mow the lawn and you want to cool off, have a couple of these. Uh, you'll get probably a, a tiny buzz and you'll feel refreshed. Um, so it definitely has its place. Uh, not something I would normally go for, but for what it is, uh, they did a good job. Um, other than the balance that I'm not as big of a fan of, so I, that does take a little bit off for me. Um, so I would say... I would give it a 4.25 out of 5. Giving us a final score of... (laughs) 4.625. Well, thanks for listening to yet another episode of the Brewbloods. That was 69. That was hot. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for all your supports. You can find us just about everywhere where fine podcasts are found. iTunes... RSS feeds, Google Play. We're now on iHeartRadio. I was going to say iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio, yes. Uh, I think uh, they're owned by Clear Channel now, I believe. So we're, we're moving up. We're moving on up to the east side. Or Cumulus or somebody, I don't know. Somebody like that. Uh, if you would do us a favor, please tell a friend about the show. If you know somebody who enjoys craft beer or wild ales or talking about evil fruit, <laughs> then uh, tell us, tell them or tell us. Whatever. <laughs> who are you going to tell? Tell somebody about the show. We'd appreciate it. Mark is very happy he can be streamed in the same app as Rush Limbaugh now. Absolutely. He has those feeds back to back. The up, the up, snurdly. <laughs> Check us out on all the social networks. Uh, we have Pix on uh, Tumblr, Instagram. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter. We have Pixels? Pix. Pix. Oh, okay. And I guess we do have Pixels. We do have Pixels everywhere. Pix are made of Pixels. We have uh, no Adam Sandler, just all pixels all the time. Okay, fair enough. If you have enough. any feedback on the show, you can email us at brewbloodsshow at gmail.com or you can call us 469-573-2337. That's 469-573-BEER. Did you say we're on Twitter? Yeah, we're on Twitter. Okay. You can find us at brewbloods. <laughs> we're basically brewbloods uh, in any fine social network. Except for Gmail. Anywhere uh, social can be found, except for email, Yeah, we are there. I don't know who brewbloods at Gmail is, but... I don't know, but... You're, you're squatting... M effers, but uh, you can go after yourself. Yes, basically. yes. For stealing our email address, got to keep it clean. We're on iHeartRadio. For Dustin, I'm Mark. For Mark, I'm Dustin. Probst. Probst. <laughs>